0: One of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. Hey, Bus Driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, Bus Driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson.
1: What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining another episode of the Hey Bus Driver podcast Uh, Today we uh, are going to talk to a few different people uh, in the bus industry and talk a little bit about a product called Transmist, uh, which is a bus disinfectant um, spray solution, something like that, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, first of all, I want to introduce Chad Brinkley, he's going to join us back from RWC uh, he wants to be our, I guess, Troy Aikman, if you will, to the NFL, uh, to my to my product or my my podcast, a little or color analyst. So that should be fun. And then we've got uh, let's go, let's
2: go, let's go with the Tony Romo.
1: <laughs> oh, Tony Romo. Okay, right, we can go yeah. Tony Romo. That's good. Uh, and then Mike David and Kevin. Nafee, uh with um, Transmist or actually I think Mike's with Roarbus so we'll talk a little bit about that and this pretty interesting product that's coming out to market to become available so welcome everybody how's how's everybody going
3: thanks Jason Mike, Mike David here so uh, yeah thank you for having us on and uh, we appreciate the opportunity
1: sure So, uh, as everybody, everybody getting ready to, I mean, you guys are obviously kind of on the sales side, but getting busier as we start to open States back up and, and see how schools are going to be coming back to business, I
3: guess, so to speak. It's, um, it's, it's very difficult, Jason. Um, it's, it's really, it's County by County, state by state. Um, everybody's got different philosophies. There, there's some guidance from the feds, some guidance from local health departments, some guidance from state health departments. Um, but, but quite honestly, um, there's still a lot of answers to be um, a lot of questions that need to be answered. Let me rephrase that. Sure. Um, oh, you, know, um, you know, a lot of our schools have started. Um, they've started on either hybrid models. Um, in terms of my own children, um, they're going to school two half days and, and three days, uh, cyber. Um, but, um, my primary area of responsibility for ROAR bus is Eastern Pennsylvania. And, uh, right now I don't have one district that's probably opening before November. Wow. Um, so they're a hundred percent cyber until at least that point. Wow.
1: A lot different uh, than what we're doing. Right. I think we're, uh. Here in Arizona, most of us—well, I would say not most, but about half, probably half of the people that I work with, colleagues in other districts—are getting ready to go here in the next week. Probably this week. I know some that are starting the eighth, and the well, the eighth is tomorrow, uh, and yeah. then and then yeah. as soon as the tenth, my uh, our kids start transitioning back on the 17th and the 24th for kinder through fifth, and then we'll have middle school back after fall break. So uh, I yeah. think most of Arizona is going to be, at least for the most part, committed to coming back right after fall break for those that did determine. Chad, are you hearing anybody else that uh, maybe Arizona-wise for the, the districts that you cover?
2: They're what? I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm, just...
1: <laughs> I'm already boring you, bro, or what?
2: No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
1: I, I, the question was: Are you hearing from any other districts that you covered Just of you know anything that deviated from that schedule that I just share with you? Um, really, there's, there's still some up in the air.
2: I mean, there, a lot of them are trying to roll through, but it really it's still kind of up in the air. I mean, everyone's trying to figure out. I mean, like I've got one district they, they started back, no mask, everybody come to school, let's act like it's normal. Well, how's yeah. that going to end? Play out. Are they going to make it a week or two weeks and have to shut school down? And, and, um, uh, yeah. So, again, it's honestly, it's all over the board. Yeah. I mean, no one's really sitting in the same schedule. Handful of them are in this schedule, handful of them that, but yeah, it's all over the board.
1: Well, and that, that will be the definitely interesting part about how to, you know, if we see cases rise back up, are we going to close back down? Or are we going to just kind of ride this wave? So, Pretty interesting, and you know, I think we're all excited to at least see that there is an end in sight. I saw CDC is supposedly recommending that all the states get ready for a, a vaccine release the beginning of November. So hopefully, it means we're getting closer to this being all over and behind us. Hey, hey Jason, here
4: in here in Texas, and I just uh, came back from uh, Georgia. Schools have already uh, started back. Um, just. I spoke with a colleague of mine that uh, works for um, one of the schools here in the San Antonio area, and right now they're going uh, 50-50-50 to school and uh, 50% uh, e-learning. The the Georgia schools are pretty much, um, you know, they leave that up to the the parents to, to make that decision. Sure. So...
2: So Texas you say doing 50-50 does that mean that every student goes to schoolhouse time and does online the other half or are they
4: going full no, time No so, the, so the, 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 the 50 is at home uh learning and the fifth the other 50 is at school learning
2: Okay mm-hmm.
3: Yeah I mean regardless of of any of it um it's, it's a scary time for the transportation industry Sure
1: especially the private people right
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, you know, our contractors are are coming off an already bad year, um, in terms of getting paid for last season. Um, a lot of contract uncertainty. Um, and again, this is region by region, case by case, but, um, there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty out there. Um, so we, we wanted to, um, we try to partner with our customers. I'll give you a little background. So I I have 25 years in the school transportation industry. Um, and, and the commercial truck industry started off in the commercial truck industry. Um, but I've, I've been pretty much with Daimler the entire time, except for seven years I sold uh, international truck. Um, so I am the Eastern Pennsylvania sales manager for Thomas built buses for, for, uh, um, for Roar Bus, uh, we're, we're headquartered out of Duncan in Pennsylvania, which is out near Harrisburg. Um, and we've, we've always tried to partner with our customers on a different level and um, be, become more of a solutions provider to, um, say, um, just the guy that sells the school buses to them. Sure. So, um, the product or, or products that we're going to share with you today... Um, and discuss were we're direct results of our customers looking for solutions. Um, I'm lucky enough to um, have partnered with the particular engineer and manufacturing company that makes both systems for us on on, uh, previous products um, that we worked uh, with in New Jersey. Um, The parent company that makes the transmit system and also the original soft shield product um, which, which were fulfilling thousands and thousands and thousands of orders of the original soft shield product as well. Um, the parent company is a company called transportation accessories group. Um, transportation accessories group is out of Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Um, actually where I'm sitting right now, I'm at their facility right now, uh, fulfilling some shield orders, um, that are going to be shipped out tomorrow. Um, so, My relationship with them started back uh, when I was the general manager of the Thomas dealer in New Jersey. We, um, New Jersey passed legislation uh, called Abigail's law. Abigail's law was a a requirement to have sensors in the front end or back of the bus, um, to to detect, uh, pedestrians. Uh, Unfortunately there was a very young girl, three years old, Abigail, um she was run over by a school bus um this happened about 17 years ago um she was not the passenger on the bus uh, her sister was the passenger on the bus um and unfortunately she ran in front of the bus bus driver did not see her and, and unfortunately she passed away um so new jersey passed legislation for abigail's law um at that time the technology really honestly didn't exist we, we went out to the market um, to try to find the correct technology to use. Um, we found a lot of off-the-shelf products, but nothing that gave us a great amount of flexibility. Um, and uh, we found Transportation Accessories Group, um, which uh, gave us the flexibility we needed to meet the law. Um, so that's just some quick background on, on um, the company that manufactures these products.
1: Interesting. So they've been around I mean obviously in, in twenty you know almost twenty years so much has changed for the school bus and technology, right? They've they're probably uh ever changing with their engineering and ideas that are coming to market. So, you know, obviously yeah. this, this product yeah. transmiss that we're gonna talk about it was really a need it within the last five, six months. So I, I mean I, I I'm assuming yeah. that yeah. they probably just were like, hey, uh, through through yeah. you guys or through customers that are looking for an on onboard uh, disinfectant uh, product or, or however you want to talk about it is was like hey you know what can we do and how can we how can we bring this mm-hmm. out to market so so what is transmissed and um, you know talk to me a little bit about what that is sure. how, what does it sure. look like on a school bus or in a you know in a transportation vehicle and and then we can you know kind of to pull that apart
3: a little bit sure so um the the original concept for the product came from a couple customers of mine and uh, originally it was thought to be a very very simple device um and and it is in its essence it um it's a it's a impact resistant tank that holds sanitizing liquid um it's a pump and a delivery system that uses um drip proof nozzles the drip-proof nozzles are installed flush in the curtain panels of the school bus. Um, there's one nozzle in the driver's area, one nozzle in the entrance area to, to make sure we get coverage of all the high-touch areas. Um, that part of it is relatively simple. What is not simple is the the computer system, the proprietary computer system that drives the system. Um the first thing we wanted to do, we wanted to create a system that virtually eliminated labor um, for these transportation fleets. Uh, you take the average fleet and it, it honestly goes all over the place. I know Pennsylvania has mandated at least two sanitizing events per day. True. We've heard in South Carolina up to six sanitizing events per day. Um this is no small feat on the labor side and it's destroying transportation budgets. Yeah. Um, So we, number one, we wanted to uh, create a system that was push button system. That was easy to operate, um, to eliminate that labor Uh, But number two, we wanted to create a system that, uh, stopped, uh, having these drivers and mechanics and personnel being exposed to these chemicals. So, um, you know, everybody uses something a little bit different to sanitize these buses. I, it's everything from hydrogen peroxide and water to other solutions. Um, so we, we wanted to get these drivers and people out of harm's way of spraying this stuff quite 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 honestly, because it, it's not good stuff to inhale, no matter what. Sure. Um, some districts we see, um, you know, they have bottles that are prepackaged with MSDS labels on them. Some districts, they have bottles with no labeling on them. So honestly, you know, who knows what is being sprayed out of it at that point? Um, So we said, okay, let's remove the driver from the equation, so to speak. Let's let's make sure nobody's on the bus when the system actuates. Let's make sure that the system that the fluid is dry before anybody's allowed back into the bus. So um, our proprietary controller um, is what drives that for us. Um, there are several fail safes, um, regarding the system regarding, um, how it operates and how it does things safely. Um, the first thing we go to is, um, if the system, uh, senses ignition power, in other words, if the key is on, um, the system will not even power up. Hmm.
1: Um,
3: so we have, uh, we have a normally closed relay on the board um, that um, if it senses ignition power, it doesn't even, you know, that relay doesn't open, so it doesn't allow power to the board. Um, so how the system essentially works is once ignition power is shut off, um, we have a series of delays and a series of different checks in there. So uh, step one is the driver takes a key After ignition is off, uh, to key, which is basically the same exact key that they use to access a computer, uh, a camera hard drive in their bus. Um, They walk to the back of their bus. They check that no students are on the bus, Um, and at the same time as they push their child checkmate system or their child minor system, um, they insert this uh, key in the back of the bus and turn it. The system chirps. Um, from there that starts another series of countdown. So, you know, everything's timed. So if you literally turn that key and you sprinted to the front of the bus, um, and push the secondary button, a uh, system would not activate. Um, so there's a series of delays we're, we're making sure that people are actually checking that the bus is empty. Okay. Sure. Um, step two after the, uh, After the key is turned, uh, the driver walks to the front of the bus. Um, There's an illuminated button at the front. The driver pushes that button. Um, System chirps again, and that starts the actual uh, countdown sequence, um, which will end with system activation. So very robust. Um, we, We virtually eliminated the chance of the system discharging with anybody in the bus um which was which was one of our big goals um the system is bluetooth programmable in other words it runs off um currently runs off an android app um in the future it may run off an iphone app um but iphone apps are, are a very very large investment so uh right now it's android only um the system can be tested um, through the Android app it can be uh, activation can be stopped through the Android app. it can be activated through the M- Android app um, and each individual system component can be tested through that application as well. So um, what happens once the driver um, pushes that button uh, a countdown timer starts there's an audible and visual alarm that's installed inside the bus which, um has a faster tone once it gets closer to actuation um the driver is outside the bus at this point um but there's visual cues that the driver can see uh for instance there's a flashing light um the system actuates it sprays for approximately about 55 seconds um, but that that time is adjustable based on the type of fluid and and uh, that's used um, and the, and the different viscosities. So when the system's installed um, that type of fluid whatever the district or contractor uses that viscosity is calculated into the system. Um, so the system sprays for approximately 55 seconds once that's complete and the entire bus is, uh saturated with the mist the same as it would be if you ma- manually did it um we have a account a, a, a dry down timer that that is then started the dry, dry down timer is also adjustable based on ambient temperature humidity several different factors um once that process is complete um and all a, a visual um a visual cue is given to the driver that it's now safe to go back in the vehicle.
1: Hmm. So
2: how many, how many nozzles are mounted throughout the bus, like towards the rear of the bus? Like do you do like every third
3: row or every five rows? Like how many nozzles are mounted
2: in the back? So of the bus?
3: On, on a, um, on, on a, on an IC conventional, uh, a, a Thomas uh, C2 or Bluebird Vision, um, there's approximately uh, 24 nozzles in the passenger compartment one in the driver's area and one in the stepwell area.
2: Obviously it depends on the size of the bus. A nine window ICCE would have fewer nozzles than a, a you know, 84
3: passenger Bluebird, for example. Yes, sir. That is correct. Okay. Um, the, the system is sized. The system's available for not only school buses, but any commercial bus on the, you know, available on the planet. So uh, the system is sized per the vehicle. Um, so if it, uh, say if it was a Collins or a Thomas or a Microbird, um, you know, that's a single pump system. Um, when you go to type C, um, or the commercial applications, we're actually using two pumps. Um, and the amount of nozzles is based on the, the, you know, the coverage area, so to speak.
2: Okay. And how's the, the delivery system? Obviously you have to have a tube to take it to the nozzles. How's that
3: delivery system? Where's it hidden? Where's it mounted? Okay, so um, the, um, the, pump, uh, the, the pump, the the pump, tank, and the um, control unit, um, that is up in the driver's area. The tank um, is directly behind the driver's seat, okay? And I, I actually have one, even though this is a podcast. I, um, I can't, you know, there's no video associated with this, I'm assuming. But so, so this is one of the tanks here um this is a very similar tank to uh what way basto uses for the fuel fired heaters um so in in terms of chemical resistance it's it's impact resistant um this particular tank is 10 liters um for the smaller buses we have um we have this tank here it's a little bit uh smaller tank uh, which is five liters okay um so that that that's mounted up in the driver's area um, it uses high pressure tubing and drip proof nozzles that are 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 actually strung up through the wire panel. Um, so what you end up with is a very very tiny hole um, in that wire panel um, down both sides, okay so we're trying to be as non-destructive as possible. So worst case scenario if you ever decided to take the system out, the only thing you're gonna be doing is, uh, you know, put a, put a, uh, you know, some type of bung or automotive type, uh, you know, push pin in there to plug up the hole where the nozzle was. Um,
2: and, and do you guys have a preference on the, Do you guys sell a disinfectant or a sanitizer liquid yourself,
3: or you just move that up to the, you have a recommendation? Um, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. we, we, we do not, we're not in the chemical business. We don't want to be in the chemical business. <laughs> Um, so what we've said is that the customer can use any CDC recommended non-alcohol based, um, sanitizing fluid. Um, the system was tested with a product called Rejuval, um, which was very, very prevalent in some of the school districts in, in, in my territory. Um, but we're striving to allow the district to use whatever, um, Fluid that they currently use. Um, say,
2: so in yeah. Pennsylvania, you guys run 72 passengers. That's pretty common, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's say on a 72 passenger conventional disinfecting it. I mean, because some of our school districts are requiring to do it in between routes. So you yes, drop the kid, disinfect the bus, sanitize the bus. We'll ask you the difference between <laughs> disinfect and sanitize later, but disinfecting yeah. is- the bus in between routes before you pick up the next group of kids. So let's say you do it four times a day. How many treatments does that larger uh,
3: was it ten liter tank? How many treatments does that do like on a seventy two passenger? Okay, so so based on the fifty five second spray time, we're spraying approximately one liter of fluid per application. Hmm. Um. So at uh at at four a day, you're going through four liters a day. You're going to get. Um, two and a half days out of that 10, 10 liter tank. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we, we can add a second tank uh, if, if necessary. Um, but, you know, we are striving to at least get two weeks at one application. So at two applications we're, were five days were a school week out of that 10 liter tank.
1: Do you guys anticipate? So here in Arizona, we have, extremely hard water and most misting systems just for water misting systems usually tend to get blocked up from all the hard water uh, sediment residual that's left after it dries. Well, is there a way that's easy to change out the heads or is there, I mean, do you guys take that in consideration that well, not every it, state the, has soft water? The heads, or-
3: are, the heads are very, very small. Um, you know, the the idea of this, and I, and I can show you guys one, um. But um, th- this is you know this is one of the spray nozzles uh, right here. Okay. Yeah. Um. Th- th- this is the whole nozzle, the whole drip-proof nozzle. Um. It- it's kind of like it's kind of like an injector on an engine. Got it. Um. If the sediment or debris gets to that point, you're 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 in trouble. <laughs> sure.
1: And if they're, I think if they're getting used frequently, um, you know, multiple times throughout yeah. the day, it's a, yeah. a little bit different. So, you know, obviously, it, I just want to back up a couple things. We've covered a ton yes. of information there. So so you guys pretty much had uh, some customers reach out and say, hey, you know, this is going to, you know, by by adding more labor to come in and disinfect our buses, we have this idea. Yeah. And they pitched it to you and then you took it to the, uh, the company that I, I guess was able to do a little bit of R and D on it, and and you know bring it yes. together. Okay.
3: Yes, uh, I, I, you know, quite, quite frankly, we, we, uh, the one customer wanted to manufacture a system himself, and but once you get into all the requirements, FMVSS, and, sure. and the type of that we're working with, um, this is not for the meek. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, TAG is a group of automotive engineers, um, that. <laughs> Um, you know, build all other automotive products um, and bring those to market. So it, it, um, um, yeah, it, it's it's very uh, it, it's complex but simple at the same time. True. There is a strainer to uh, Jason to circle back to your hard water question. There is a strainer uh, before the pump, so we're, we're we're trying to catch any sediment before it goes into the pump. Got it. The system itself is designed to siphon back into the tank um um you using gravity to siphon the the fluid back into the tank after application we do that for a couple different reasons obviously in cold regions we don't want any fluid freezing up in that area right Um, the system has been tested in a thermal chamber down past minus 40 so it um, is very, very robust. We froze the entire system solid um, and, and thawed it out and froze it again uh, another 15 cycles. So how that, how that machine works is, um, it takes the temperature down to minus 40. It takes it up to plus 220 degrees, and then it brings it back down to minus 40 again. And we did those tests uh, approximately 15 times.
2: Well, that's good for Arizona. We need that. <laughs> degree. Uh, yeah.
1: seems like it hasn't yeah, been yeah. cooling down at all lately. And, you know, I know that's going to be one of the, the big questions is just, you know, the the temperature. Obviously, it's not spraying while anybody's on, on board. But um, I can yeah. see here if we're if we're saying that or see a district decide we're going to do this, but we're going to do it in between every single run. You know, a route could have three runs in the morning, three runs in the afternoon. So the the time behind it, the, you know, and then making sure that everything has an opportunity to dry. So how long does it have to dry before it's safe to go
3: back in? It, it, with your temperatures where you guys are, um, because the video, um, I don't know if you guys have seen the video, it's out on YouTube and a couple other places. It it was, it was close to Arizona temperatures that day. It was 96 degrees, extremely humid. Um, we, we at that point, we were just spraying water out of the system as a, as a test vehicle when we shot that video. Um, it, that was a, about a five-minute dry, you know, give or take. Sure. Um, but it was an extremely hot day. Um, the chemical is going to dry the same out of as this system as if it was manually done. Got it. Um, and and that, uh, that question has to do with ambient temperature, humidity, uh, a whole bunch of different factors.
4: Can, can I uh, kind of intrude here a little bit? Um, having 33 years in the business, and some of that has been um, a director, uh, I think this is definitely something that could live past COVID. You know, we all face cold seasons, flu seasons, you know, kids bring headlights on the bus, okay. you know, we all know. You know, kids pick their nose. They bite the seats. They wipe, write their names on the windows. Um, I, I kind of foresee this as something that will, you know, definitely become a, a common use. Um, hopefully, well past COVID.
1: Yeah, and I I, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, we. You know, I think I think us as a society are hopefully going to take a lot of um, sanitation protocols beyond this, that, you know, this isn't going away for right now. And and what we're requiring of my employees uh, or our employees, we are going to be doing uh we we're just using spray bottles for right now and'- re- and requiring them in between runs to go and miss those high touch surface areas and then when they get back uh at the end of their shift in the morning and shift in the afternoon, they also do that. We had consequently talked about having you know uh, five or six people that in the middle of the day and then at the end of the day would take like gallon sprayers and and do a full disinfectant disinfectant well, process well, on the bus well, at least but for death,
4: you- At least with this, you won't have to expose those drivers to it and also the expense of, you know, latex gloves and rubber gloves and I call them the spacesuits and the shields and everything else that they have to probably prepare themselves to to do every time you you do a
1: spray Sure. 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 Here's your
2: system, Jason. (laughs)
1: Look them up with this. Right. So uh, I just want to also circle back. You guys said that it has been – um, I guess engineered and then gone through the process to be approved by
3: FMVSS. Or
1: I mean, where's that? Where well, are we at in that process?
3: I, I can I can answer that. So that the system does not infringe on any part of <laughs> FMVSS. Um, just like with the shields, we're going out to each individual, um, you know, government entity, each school district, each area, um, and. I can tell you the system is under review in the state of New York um, and, and the state of Pennsylvania currently. Um, Pennsylvania has come out and inspected the system and not had any issue with it. Um, but it's very much going to be state by state by state. The only thing that we possibly see could happen with the system is that the tank gets remote mounted. Um, but we haven't really had anybody say that that's going to have to happen got it. Um, and we're we're not advocating the use of an alcohol-based um solution um because and we went that way quite frankly because a lot of states have shot down the the use of hand sanitizer dispensers, right? Um, so um you know we're we're you know we're we're looking for people to use whatever's most cost-effective for them but but you know something that Um,
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Is not viable. Sure. The the, the, the few states that I've uh, reached out to, I've reached out to the the Robert Mann speaker from Florida and uh, um, Pat Schofield from Georgia, one of their state directors. Every time I've spoke with them, they've pretty much said that it's up to their schools to make that decision, um, you know, as far as sanitizing.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. Like state to state, right? You know, yes. you yeah. see some somewhere they're uh, state. You know, education. Uh, our Department of Education comes out and makes it or they regulate buses and, and determine what they can and can't do. Some are you know, governed by public safety. Some public safety entities refer back to the federal. You know, if it's approved at the federal level, right. then we'll go ahead. And and I think that's one of the things that we see here, because we saw a letter come out from our Department of Public Safety that basically said we weren't allowed to do barriers unless um, the manufacturers you know it was crash rated the manufacturers were able were willing to put yeah. their name on it uh and that it met FMVSS standards um i think those are the things yeah. that you know we're looking here at like how do we how do we get around this right i think this is a a very intriguing product that you know maybe yeah. m- many districts will take on and obviously i think most districts want to have some sort of safety protocol mm-hmm. as far as sanitization of the bus goes um, but again, is it going to, you know, is there funds for it? Is it going to break the bank? Is it, you know, all those things like, so one of my other questions, how, how easy is it to install? Do I have to take this to Chad and have him install it? Or can my technicians, uh, can I just, can I have it show up, you know, on, on a pallet for 30 buses and, and I have, um, you know, I have Chad or I have my own technicians install it.
2: I'm not going to install yeah. it. a bunch of zip ties
3: be hanging from the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Um, The the system is, you know, that's going to really depend on the proficiency of your mechanical staff at each location. Um, The the system was originally conceptualized to be a self-installed product. Um, So any district shop should be able to install the system. Um, It's not very difficult. It's powering ground um, and, you know, running the tubing um, uh, down the wire chases. Um, however, um, there are a fair amount of people that are going to have the system installed by their facing dealer, um, or or other uh, other uh, outfits. True,
4: what's, the, what's yeah. the
2: time to install it? Like, let's say Jason brings it to not me, but RWC service department to get installed. What's the time frame to install it? Like, what, what's the allowed time frame? So, like if our shop was quoting this, obviously, they've never done one. Okay, it's three hours.
3: We're three hours of labor to install it. So what's the time frame to install this? Um, I, what I'm going to say is system number one, because you haven't worked with it, um, you know, you, you could spend up to six and a half hours on system number one. Um, the average install time of the system is about four hours.
1: Interesting. Okay.
3: Start to finish testing, making sure there's no leaks, and then... Um, calibrating the system uh through the app. So
2: if we did it my way that I mentioned to Jason, we can knock out like an hour. Just <laughs> zip that up
3: put some screws probably, in the I'll look okay. like, Probably it's it's um you know it it it's all push lock tubing. So um what goes into the nozzle um these might be a little hard to see but but these these are a couple of the nozzle holders. So this is all you know shark bite type push lock tubing. So, um, the kit comes with more than enough tubing to do, uh, do one bus. So you'll end up with extra tubing, um, all the nozzles, the nozzle holders. So basically how the install goes, the nozzles go into the nozzle holders. Your, your, your tubing is cut, uh, pushed into the fittings. Um, there's a template, a very small hole that's drilled in that curtain panel. Um, just so the nozzle face sticks out of it. Um, Tubing's connected to the pump system up front and power and ground to the control system and that that in a nutshell is the install of the product
2: what about installation support you guys have someone that say jason's shop decides they're going to do it they need some quite they have some questions they have installation support do you guys have a number they could
3: call absolutely yeah we we have we have a a very in-depth installation guide for the product um, but one of the things to, to go way back to Abigail's Law, when we, start, uh, when we started with Patrick, um, unlike this product, Abigail's Law in New Jersey is an out-of-service criteria. So if that Abigail's Law system does not work, that bus does not roll that day. Huh. Um, we needed him to go out to the field and fix these products should, should they fail. Um, so the customer service side of it is a very, very big thing to us. We're only partnering with people across the country that are capable of, you know, offering that support and, and offering, um, you know, tech support on the phone. Um, the system has a pretty robust warranty that goes along with it. That's my so, next question. That's, her. that's
2: her. So That was my next question, warranty. Yes, sir. What's the warranty on it? Uh, one one year unlimited miles. Oh, nice. Parts, labor. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. There you go, Jason.
4: So here in Texas, um, I'm starting to reach out to my customers, and we're going to do aftermarket install ourselves. That you know we would incorporate into the into the invoice to them. But I also have some customers here that are really interested in it. And, you know, they don't know about the COVID money that's out there, which I'm trying to educate them with to to look into. But those, you know, um, same customers are saying, well, maybe my next new set of buses, I will spec them in and make it just a, a common spec into the next purchase.
1: Sure. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, what COVID money is out there and available that you know of?
4: Well, we we had a a, a Zoom meeting with the state director um, for with South Carolina, and he's kind of opened up those doors to us. Um, we're we're kind of um, I don't know what would you say, uh, Mike. We're, we're kind of learning what what's available. I know Mike's had more uh, interaction with the the state director with with pennsylvania um yeah, apparently yeah. there's there's some federal federal funding federal funding out there that um is being offered
3: yeah so we, we um you know the approval process in pennsylvania we've had um uh two of the deputy secretaries from the state come out look at the system um the one particular side was more, uh, on the commercial side of vehicles. So transit vehicles and federally funded vehicles. Um, there, there is money out there through COVID relief. Um, I know that the government is trying to get more money released, um, from what I hear to, you know, this would fall under PPE. So, um, any money they can secure for PPE could be used for this product as well. Um, and we're we're continuing every day to look into uh, other opportunities for funding of it. Gotcha. So yeah.
1: since there's yes, like a, a leader of or a, basically a leader of sanitizing solution that's being let go, any concerns with you know the misting nozzles that are in the driver's area of that moisture getting down into the you know the dash panels or your electrical switches and, and causing any issues with uh, you know the driver's area
3: so um so the premise of the system is is um it, it, it's very it's very high pressure it's almost 100 psi um so we're not it's not like a garden hose situation in there the, the the mist actually goes up and then it settles down um so when we say saturation that's like surface saturation um we're not um it's not like a garden hose going off in there and just totally wetting everything down got it and it's probably not any different than the driver leaving the window open when it after rains or fogs <laughs> or whatever. Either. I got you, sure. Well, I, I was going to make a joke and say it's not any different than the buses that leak from the manufacturer anyway. It's <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> uh, not funny. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we we we, we all have that, the uh, shower, You please. know, we we all have that. It doesn't seem to matter what it is. They all they all seem to leak a little bit. We, we had a we, we had a customer you know it wasn't a Thomas bus wasn't an ic bus I'll say <laughs> or say what it was but um they they got the transmit system installed and mechanic called us up the next day and said this thing's leaking all over the place and we we ran up there and we found out it wasn't but the, you know the whole entire wiring panel was full of water from uh, you know from the one hurricane that came up through and when he pulled away he got a bath. Um, and so, but it was more water that's in in the tank for transmiss anyway. So we're saying, well, that didn't come from transmiss. It came from, you know, the hole in the side of the bus. So, um, you know,
4: you know, David was, uh, Mike was talking earlier about, um, you know, the tank location. I think with time of this, if this does grasp and take off that the OEMs will, probably uh, build a location for uh, you know access to these tanks just uh, just as similar as the DES, you know
1: yeah i, w- I was even thinking yeah. like on um, you know up near where the washing fluid is for the windshield or something like that where it's right. external mm-hmm. you know just you know as you as you think of development how it comes out so um ha- how many systems are out there running on the road already i mean are we talking just a handful or right. you
3: know has any, no, right, any district right. really uh, bought into this yet right right now yeah no right now there's um there's about 25 systems installed um there's about another 100 systems on order um next week that's going to go to uh 250 systems with we have a district that's outfitting their entire fleet in pennsylvania um on the commercial side um we, we expect a lot. We expect the market to be about 50, 50, um, between school and commercial, but the, um, the commercial side is much more labor intensive. And again, we're trying to eliminate that labor, um, to give you guys an idea, um, how, how what kind of numbers these can be. Um, I have, uh, I have one school district that got a quote from their contractor and, uh, they wanted two sanitizing events today. This is a fleet of 200 buses. Um, and that that number was about $750,000 for the school year. Hmm. So, um, you know, that's one fleet, 200 buses, almost a million dollars. The price point of the system is designed that it pays itself off within that first school year or less. Um, you know, that's going to depend on number of sanitation events but at, at two sanitation events a day and take an av- average uh you know <clears throat> wage across the united states the system very easily pays for itself uh within one year have we talked about the price of the system yet uh no it, it uh pr- pricing is tiered per quantity um the system for an ic conventional uh a bluebird vision uh, a thomas c2 um, that system is twelve hundred and twenty-four dollars. We've standardized all our pricing across the United States. Um, we realize that install time and labor is going to differ from location to location, um, but we, we um, wanted to keep the pricing down. Again, um, this is another revenue stream for dealers, but it's it's, it's for customers. It's not um, far
1: off considering that those electromagnetic uh, st- or electrostatic sprayers are like $800 for just a little unit. You know, I mean, that's – Yes, you know, yes. Considering I, I, you're paying for buck and you're not having to pay for the labor of the employee to go use that, it, it seems reasonable to me. I, I mean, I'm – Probably you yeah. have more
2: consistent on your numbers. I mean, you're more consistent on how much fluid you're using because it's a set amount versus you have one driver sure. who drenches everything. And the other driver who halfway sprays, right, do you- or
4: doesn't um, spray at all. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, yeah that that was that was one of the other features. Is we did want to cut down on. I hate to say human error. I hate to say that. You know, yeah, you're going to get one driver that uses two gallons of stuff, and and you're going to get one that uses a half a gallon. The, the other feature um, that is available at an optional charge, um, it's built into the commercial system, but it's available for optional charge on the school bus systems is uh, we, we have data logging available with this system as well. Hmm. So the data logging um, is going to be a combination of there's a uh, the system comes with a free app, which uh, does uh, the controlling of the system. Um, However, there's going to be a pay app for commercial applications, and there's going to be data logging available. Um, So not only does the system eliminate the labor, but you'll be able to prove that the system was, that it was done, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. Realized very early on was very, very important. Um, If you got a situation where, you know, God forbid, somebody does come down with you know, COVID and they want to go back and say, oh, well, I got it at the bus. And, you know, the the industry will be able to say, well, we we sanitized the bus on this day and um, this many actuations on this day and we moved this much fluid. Um, So very, very, very important um, for that part to be available. Doesn't mean you have to use it, but the technology is available.
1: Interesting.
2: Can you,
3: can you log in and
2: see that off your desktop? So could Jason be sitting at his desk and log in and see
3: that the uh, schedule being completed? The, the system is Bluetooth. So um, as long as the vehicle is in Bluetooth range, um, he'll, he'll be able to pull that up on his app. Um, the pay app is going to do some other things like it's going to export to Excel um, the base app is going to export in a, like a dot CSV file, um, like your phone contacts would be. But ultimately, um, the end product, what we want to see is something similar to like a calendar view, um, whether it's either red or green on that day. And the number of actuations is listed for, for, that day. Sure. Um, some of those features, quite honestly, are still in final development. um, so, but we'll be ready very shortly. I mean, you guys and
1: developed that, this in, what, four months, it seems like. I mean, there probably well, was a, a month delay from when COVID really started hitting. And then you've got I, April
3: to, what? you know, here we are, September. I, I actually, yeah. I mean, th- this group of guys that I work with in my dealership, Roar, and the distributor network we put together, um you you'd be shocked to realize that the transmit system has been developed probably within the last 2 months. Yeah. I mean I I
1: that's what I meant. It was this isn't you know nobody nobody foresaw this coming and so no, um no. A, and really I think as as we were closing down the school year last year I don't think anybody really anticipated that we were going to be no. kind of meeting this in August uh, for the right. start of the school year right I think we all thought that yeah, yeah. it's going to go away and you know yeah. here we are can this is continuing to linger and continue to affect everybody so um, you know I mean I, again I I applaud the team I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far and I, I know that you guys have a website out there and I'll let you plug that here in just a second for those that want to yes. go see it um, but yeah I mean it, it seems like a fairly no-brainer to me I mean Chad what do you think?
2: No, I mean, it really sounds like a pretty good system. I like the idea of the consistency of, you know, you're getting the the same application every time. Uh, The only concern I have, which I guess you could just walk around the bus and look in the windows, is seeing that every mister is spraying, like Jason brought up earlier, if one happens to be clogged up, how do you know if you're not walking around the bus to look to see to make sure, which probably wouldn't need to be done on a daily basis, I'm sure. I mean, you probably get an idea, I'm guessing, when you get on the bus it's still gonna be a little bit damp correct so you, yes. you kind of see if a section wasn't getting treated thoroughly correct yes but no i think it's honestly yeah jason i mean you get them for all your buses Your twelve fifty plus my mm-hmm. labor to install i mean you're gonna be you know around two grand for me to personally install it now a service <laughs> department or your shop be a little cheaper but I mean, yeah. really, I like I say I like the idea because the, the chemical's not cheap and you're you're constantly using. It. I mean, it's consumable. So as the price of that goes up and you've got people drenching the bus shouldn't waste much money to spray this product, you could kind of control that cost as well and have a better idea month in and month out of what that's going to cost you. Sure.
3: Yeah. And 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 we you know, one one of the things, I mean, there are products out there, there's there's products out there, I won't name them by name, but there, there's products out there that work on a molecular level that the bus is sprayed once and um, it's supposed to last for six months to a year. It, it, it's not tangible. Uh, you you can't tell, you know, Joey's mom that right. the bus <laughs> so sanitized one today, yeah. he, you know, even though, without going into the molecular conversation of how. That would
4: be acceptable. First. Yeah.
3: With, with this, it's it's tangible every day. It tells you if you did it or not. Um, and Chad, to circle back to your, your question about um, the system can detect drops in pump pressure. So if there is a leak, the system detects that. Um, if there is a nozzle that is not spraying, that, that pressure is going to go up. So we'll be able to tell from the app um, if, if there is some type of system malfunction as well.
4: Nice, Mike nice. did you did you mention the light the, the count, countdown light on there on the dash
3: Yeah yes sir. Um, so yeah on the dry down cycle there's uh, audible and visual um, uh, display um, um, to indicate you know that dry down time. Um, in the future you know we we've basically taken the product that uh, Patrick Garpino he owns transportation accessories group. Um, we've 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 you know we're developing products all the time um, th- this is going to be something that we take to you know the distributors that we um, that we're working with and um, there may be other things in the future there's uh, you know we listen to our customers we we listen to our customers and they you know we we, we kind of let them dream to a point and uh, you know part of it is uh, he's he's a relatively small company. He's flexible. Um, and quite frankly, there's not a whole bunch of corporate structure that gets in the way of manufacturing these products, um, which enables him to bring them to market quickly and to adapt quickly. Um, you know, um, he also, um, has, you know, we see this product in the future and actually on the commercial side, um, because it does, it does utilize a a can bus network. So um, the controller has its own can bus network inside of it, um, which could enable all kinds of things. Like um, for instance, we could add a Doppler sensor to the system um, that could detect, um, you know, movement inside the bus, um, which, which Patrick already makes for the Abigail's law system in New Jersey. So, um, there's, you know, expect more products from us in the future. um You know, we we ask people, you know, excuse my French, but tell me something on a school bus that sucks, and and we'll make better put it to market. Sure, I'm always looking yeah. for
1: ideas. So, you know, <laughs>
3: do you want a
2: list, or do you want? I'm just <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I always you know, say I'm going to find something that's going to make my millions, and I can get out of school business. So.
2: There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to revisit something I, I mentioned earlier. I, you you made the comment about these products last 30 days, whatever. I know there's a an airline I, I read somewhere here just recently. I won't mention a name, but they're they're American. You know, yeah. America, but they supposedly they're using something. <laughs> they spray it and it lasts up to seven days. so I spray it once a week. But in yeah. my uneducated opinion. I have. I'm not a, a scientist by any stretch, but um, yeah, I Once you yeah. to touch that surface, it's recontaminated. I mean, if you're contaminated with something, it's recontaminated. I mean, unless it's wet, it can be active. Well, you know, something is you know, active for seven days if it's dry. So,
3: so how so how those products work um, is, is is pretty amazing, but um, not not saying by name. But how those products work is they actually create a surface. That is, kind of, if you looked at it under a microscope, it looks like little tiny needles all across the surface. It, it crystalline structure, and when that virus floats down onto that needle, it gets punctured and it kills the virus. Wow!
2: That's, that uh, what? yes, yes. Get a microscope and show me this. I don't
3: buy it. That's crazy. Yeah. Well. The not buying it it is true, it does work, but the not buying it part is is where we think we have some strengths because we're doing it all the time. True. You know, interestingly enough, although it was not our system, I caught a video out of China. uh, An uh, uh, enterprising uh, transit bus driver in China created a system uh, similar to ours, um, but it sprays from the bottom up, which I don't understand because. You know we're coming from the top. You know we're spraying out and floating down, um, and that system wasn't controlled by any safeguards. It was simply just a you know a switch that turns a pump on in the driver's area. But um, so we've we've the taken we
4: disinfected.
3: Yeah, we've we've taken that to the next level and 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 uh, and and made it safe for people to use. That sounds a lot like my idea
2: for a system. So don't knock it. I, I thought it was a good <laughs> idea.
3: Well, the original some of the original concepts that was it, but when you start looking at FMVSS 222, 205, uh, you know, um, flammability standards, things like that, and you know, we have an advantage because of the original soft shield and and all the work we did on the federal code regarding that. Um, I can't tell you the hours and hours of of reading, um, you know, for instance, and and. And um, Jason, just to circle back, the the NHTSA document that came out, and, and if you don't have it, I can send it. You can share it with your group. The NHTSA document that came out essentially approved the student shields um, in the back of the bus. Um, the, the NHTSA document says that they do not impede on FMVSS 222. Um, so uh, we were very happy to see that. Um so and I and I have sent some stuff to Arizona Department of Public Safety um regarding that and, and, and hopefully they'll allow those products into Arizona. Sure. Based on the NITSA letter.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, send it. We're all we're all about literature and trying to, you know, get as much information to put it in front of those that make the decisions for us. So I do appreciate yeah, your I, guys your guys' time. We're uh, you know, kinda coming up on an hour. Um right just want to give you all an opportunity to kind of close it up and you know share with us how how can people find more about transmist or Roarbus or uh you or kevin
3: i think people know here how to find, find chat so, so so yep the main for, for me the main point of contact uh com. um all information that goes into the manufacturer's website comes to us so that that's www transmiss.com is the is the transmiss website um for shield information um that is original um but they can always reach out to me um my email address is m david at dot my cell phone number is 267-670-1588 that's 267-670-1588. I'm more than happy to answer anybody's questions on anything they got going. Yeah. Um, Kevin's uh, Kevin's also a wealth of information for us. Um, Kevin, you want to give your contact info? Sure. Well, I'm kind of starting my own little dealership, uh, you know, moving
4: forward. Uh, so I don't have a website yet, but my email is uh, real easy, kbusboy. At hotmail.com and my phone number um, is area code 765-714-4328 and I'm pretty much covering Texas um, I'll just say maybe the southeast um, um, working on customers in Florida Georgia and, and uh, South Carolina right now nice well I, yeah like I said I
1: appreciate your guys time and um, we'll definitely put this information up on the website uh, along with our social media pages for everybody to, you know, find more about it. Um, you know, especially we didn't talk a lot about the original soft shields, but I know that there's been a lot of questions here, uh, and probably throughout the nation, right? Who, what, yeah. what soft, what shields can we put up, and you know, what's been approved, what hasn't been approved? So I, I will let them reach out to you guys for that for more information. That could be a whole other show. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Uh, other than that uh anything else chad you want to you want to final thoughts
2: well i think this went spectacular i'm sure you know uh, kevin and mike would agree that my first go-round as a color analyst was was spot on <laughs> good, good call um no I, I think it's a great system i mean i think it's a good idea and it's definitely something i want more information on i'll share with my group and, and any customers that uh, are looking and interested in something and and uh, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate Jason letting me join in. I had fun. Look forward to the next one. Yeah, Friday next. You. If he inviting me back.
1: Yep. So uh, oh. again, this will yeah. be out in a, I think, a week and a half. So yeah, yeah, about a week and a half. Another. What's uh? Well, I've I've
4: been listening to you religiously here, uh, Jason. So that's how um, you know I reached out to you to obviously um uh, bring bring this to your attention and and. Again, coming from both sides of of the transportation desk and then also being a school bus salesman, um, I think this is an excellent yeah, you know, I I remember back and I you know, I've been in this business thirty three years now and I I remember back when the child check system came about, um, you know, with the button in the back and everybody thought it was crazy and it's just now a common, you know, spec sure. on a bus. And I, I feel I feel this is definitely um a new avenue for, for sanitizing a school bus. Sure.
1: Kind of like seatbelts, right? We still have 50, 50 seatbelts. So yeah. Having you know, here
2: for
3: a treat. going to be on more of them. So enjoy. Yes. Well,
4: well, yeah. I, thank,
3: thank you. Uh, thank you, Jason, for letting us be involved, letting Roar Bus be involved and, um, every, everybody, uh, out here on the East coast and, um, you know, any questions, um, uh, feel free to reach out. I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity that was a lot of fun, actually my first podcast and, and, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I, I kind of feel like a celebrity, not, not, not as much a celebrity as celebrities, Mr. Aikman here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, but I, you know, kind
1: of, you know, yeah. Well, like I said, it's a, it's, we're, we're growing, growing weekly and, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's by word of mouth, you know, people kind of sharing this and getting in front of people. And I, I hope that, you know, we're just going to continue growing and coming up with topics like this. And, you know, I mean, two months ago, you guys wouldn't have had this uh, this product idea. Yeah, and here right. we are two months later talking about something that didn't exist. So uh, they, should, they should have put us in charge of the vaccine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, we should, you know, this this is Uh, pretty exciting. Like I said, I I thank you guys for for getting in front of me and, um, you know, putting this together. I have seen the YouTube video. It does uh, look like it works, so uh, I know that people can go search that out on YouTube. Check out their website, uh, www.transmiss.com. Check out my website, uh, heybusdriver.com, and all of our social media pages. Uh, Until then, uh, this will be out on the, I believe I said the 19th, so... Uh, when everybody's listening to it, will have been uh, another week and a half or so. So, um, okay. appreciate everybody. Adios, Chad. Thank I'll you. see you on Friday Thank with uh, REI, so and we'll uh, we'll close it up. Everybody, be safe and start getting some rest because it's going to get pretty chaotic here in the next uh, couple of weeks, getting everybody back to school. So it,
4: it, it's Labor Day. Enjoy your day off, right? Yes,
1: that's right. Labor Day. Enjoy your day. I got you guys working, but, uh, hopefully this was fun enough to, uh, consider not work. It
3: was, it was sir. Thank, thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Thanks, guys.
0: You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.HeyBusDriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver signing off.